defying all hatred be the love beyond toleration be the love before pride and exaltation be the love be the love You are listening to Be the Love, transcending through the shadows into a higher state of consciousness. We are souls on the journey, opening up the conversation to heal, awaken, and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency. It starts with you. Everything you need is within you. This is your time. I am Stacy Musial. And I am Sam Fernandez, and we are your co-hosts at Be The Love Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and ascending with us. Hop on board the Ascension Bus. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Be The Love, transcending through the shadows. My name is Stacey Musial. And I am Sam Fernandez. And together we are your co-hosts and souls on the journey. And if it feels safe for you to take a moment and just to get centered with us, I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, releasing anything that is keeping you from being present right now. And take another deep breath in through your nose and breathing out any tension or discomfort allowing that to breathe out and again breathe in through your nose breathing in calm peaceful loving energy breathing out anything you are ready to release in this moment and just feeling your body connected to your breath remembering that you always have your breath to come back to So thank you for being here today. And today we would like to welcome our guest, Monica Augustine. Monica is certified as a life coach, intuitive reader, and went through all levels of the Holy Fire Reiki training to become a Usui Holy Fire Three Karuna Reiki master teacher. Monica has also performed for over 25 years as a singer and songwriter before pursuing her healing work and has recently been published an article she wrote in Reiki News Magazine titled Reiki for Healing the Inner Child. Thank you so much for being here today, Monica. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Me too. This is such a pleasure. Um, So I'd love to just start off and tell us a little bit about what led you to this work and what um, inspired you to make that career shift. Yeah, well, I... uh... You know, my entire life, I've been very intuitive, um, but really, you know, I wasn't, didn't really label it that, or it really didn't give it a name or a, a title or anything like that. You know, just as a child, um, I was very sensitive and very empathic, but back then, you know, I wasn't even aware of those words, except for the sensitive word, like, but, you know, empath or clairvoyant or any of those types of 
titles. It just wasn't in my um, upbringing or anything like that. But um, I, you know, I remember having just really being tuned into the people around me. But as a young girl, of course, <clears throat> I didn't know the difference between me and other people in an energetic level. Mm -hmm. um, of course, physically I did, but energetically on a subtle energy, I just wasn't even aware that that new thought coming in or that that new feeling coming in or that, you know, anxiety or whatever, that it wasn't always coming from me. Mm -hmm. So I've always been very intuitive and um, really desire to love people, to heal, to help. Um, as I would say in my essence, you know, and growing up too, there were a lot of, there were a lot of wonderful things in my upbringing and my, my childhood. There were just a lot of, you know, I got to, you know, first of all, just come into this life <laughs> and have a life and be able to have this existence, you know, and that's such a gift. And the older I get, the more I realize it's such a gift to be here. And every day is a gift and time is a gift. You know, we think mm -hmm. of maybe money or, you know, um, talents or um, things like that as gifts, but time actually is such a gift because we, you know, we heal more, we get to realize more, but sorry, I didn't mean to go off track there. I'll come back. Uh, but Stacy, what got me on this path, I think was, you know, when I sold the business I had in Boulder, it was called Wildflower and it was a music school for singing, mainly singing school for kids and teens. And it was, we also did songwriting, recording and performing and we had concerts three times a year. And I did it for at least 20, I think 21 years. And I love those kids, just love them. I wanted to give them the confidence I never, uh, I felt like I never had, I, I gained it, but I wanted to give them that because it's something I wish I had more of at, at that time. Um, but I did that for so long and I loved it. I, honestly, every, every day until maybe the last year, I just felt honestly exhausted because I struggled with, um, you know, I wish that I felt, you know, stronger at that time to say, oh, I can't do that. Or, you know, every request I don't have to jump on, but there was a bit of a pleaser and wanting to do it. And also coming from a background of abuse, you know, as I was saying, there was a lot of positives, but there were, there was a lot of years of, um, of abuse, like mental, emotional, and sexual and physical. And it was, um, paralyzing. I mean, I was so thankful, honestly, just, I knew I had a lot of issues. <laughs> I always think of that song, Julia Michaels um, song issues. I was like, Oh, I had a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I knew I wanted to heal and contribute positively to my society and my life. But it, and I did, but it was it was challenging to manage all those voices of doubt and self hate and and like, oh, this all can't be true, right? You know? So anyway, I um, <clears throat> had to do a lot with that. But um, what brought me here to intuitive readings and Reiki and healing was 
I was ready to be done and finish up with the the uh, teaching, the singing and the songwriting and the, and the music. I really was done. I felt like I did everything I could do for the kids and for myself and sold the business to a wonderful woman that's still running it. And so I just feel so blessed. Um, and then, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't feel ready to retire. And I, I don't want to, but I don't know what to do. And my husband's amazing. And he's like, you're so intuitive, Monica, you should say, take the uh, clairvoyant class at Psychic Horizons in Boulder. And he's like, and he's my, my Reiki teacher. Kevin's been doing it for like 28 years. I, it's been, it's my sixth year now, um, as it, for my work. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you're so intuitive. You should do this for work. I'm like, for work? Really? Okay. And so I took the class and I started realizing that when we would have to practice and do internships, um, I just was like, this is so comfortable and familiar. And a lot of my my um, student uh, co-students were, were like Monica, you know you know so much of what was happening with me. How do you do that? And I think I just for survival, honestly, for survival instincts growing up, I would just tune in, you know, Stacy, and I would just tune in. I don't know where it came from, maybe past life or something, and I would just tune into my heart. And I prayed a lot and I said, am I, are we safe today? Are we, and I would, the answer would just be pretty correct almost every time of what it was going to be like. And I couldn't stop it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't stop what was going to happen. That's what I at least thought at that young age, but at least I knew it was coming. I could be prepared. And um, those were really challenging times, but again, they were mixed with, you know, we had a roof over our head. We had money. We had, I got to take piano lessons, but there was like, it was a mixed bag, but you know, those harder traumas really can knock you out, especially if they go on for a long time. Um, but what brought me was my husband and wanting to continue to serve and help others and the power, the passion in my heart to, to help others, to, to um, heal because I know how suffering feels and I want to be a part of Hopefully, I just want to be a part of alleviating some of that for people, if I can, because I know what it feels like to just feel like I don't even want to be here. Yeah. You know, I don't feel like that anymore, thankfully, but there are many years I felt, oh, my God, I just can't even do this. I don't like myself. I, I don't want to be here, you know, and so that's what led me here. And then Reiki healed me. It's so powerful. And my husband is my biggest unconditional love support. He's amazing. I think he's probably in some ways a saint <laughs> to have to, to deal with what I went through. Obviously he had to go through it too. So, but we're on the other side, you know, so we're yay, but um, it just, just ready to move on, but still wanting to contribute and healing and intuition just seem like a natural fit. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and sorry, I did uh, just want to say a couple things about that too. So uh, Stacy and I are both empaths. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I believe, and I think a, a, a lot of people might share the same belief um, that, you know, be, becoming an empath or HSP, highly sensitive person, usually and well, pretty much all the time, 
you had there there has to have some type of trauma some type of trauma had to have happened you know and you were talking about you know the the abuse the physical sexual all that um you know i had emotional and physical abuse you know and i think that's kind of what brought it up for me as a child as well um and stacy and i are both uh, reiki practitioners and for me we're both also do the uh usi the tibetan reiki um and you said it's healed you so so it's 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 starting to to heal me as well and it's just it's it's amazing just kind of how um you know highly sensitive or empathic people have those heightened gifts you know like you were talking about with your clairvoyancy you know i i know some other uh reiki practitioners that are also have clairvoyancy and stuff like that so um but being a reiki practitioner myself i'm only a level 2 so i'm not as you know as learned but um one of the things that you do is holy fire reiki so can you explain a little bit of of what that is and how that differs just from the you know just the typical tibetan reiki yes absolutely um and yes it's uh it's so fun to know that that we all do similar things and we have similar gifts. It's just really exciting, fun to talk to you guys. Um, yeah, the Holy Fire Reiki is a, it's an upgraded, in my experience, an upgraded, more refined um, level of Reiki. Mm-hmm. It's a very high vibrating form of Reiki. And the energy that I experience, um, you know, there was Holy Level, Holy, Holy Fire One, Two, and Three. And it was just a continuous upgrade of energy and in consciousness and a refinement of that Reiki energy. And the the feelings that I feel when I do Reiki, give sessions and when I teach, and just like when I teach the classes, which I love teaching and passing it on is um, I get an upgrade every single time. It's amazing. It's not just the students, but it's the teacher as well, right? And, um, but some of the attributes are, powerful purification. Like for me, so powerful. When I got my first placement, you know, it might sound um, maybe strange to some people that um, don't understand like how attachments, spiritual attachments can kind of cling on to people and things like, and and people that have been traumatized or Uh whatever. But when I got my first um, uh, placement, I saw like, this is how I've always described it but like hundreds of kind of, kind of like energies, entities that were mm-hmm. kind of inside of me felt like in my field that just fled. And they were the energy and the kind of the energy that came through was we can't now stay in the space anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's, it's at a higher level that we can no longer function. And it, it was a blessing. They were just like, like they had seen a ghost, <laughs> but it was, um, it was very purifying for me healing there's a a lot of guidance that comes with it empowerment Uh there's just like this overwhelming sense of unconditional love and safety that comes with it Mm. and i really did notice a difference when i you know with the usui um i noticed a difference every time it went from holy love we'll see holy fire i came in when it was just holy fire one Mm. but every time it went from holy fire the upgrades one two three i felt a significant difference each time and it was, it was so amazing. And I also feel like the Holy Fire 3, the one now that is the highest upgrade is uh, all about the authentic self mm-hmm. and being comfortable and like um, 
being comfortable in your authentic self. Yeah, I could really feel that. And Kevin and I had actually went to Japan in 2018 when that was becoming Holy Fire 3. And we immediately felt, we studied with William, who is the founder of that organization. And we felt it right away. The It was so exciting. It almost felt like liberated in a, mm. another level. Yeah. Oh, I'm so wondering cool. too, around just that upgrade, do you, because it sounds like it's been a progression. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just curious if this has been talked about, but what came to my mind is the, the Schumann resident, resonance and how the Schumann resonance on the earth has been increasing. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but, um, but as we are getting those upgrades on a collective level, I feel like other things are also getting an upgrade mm -hmm. as it sounds like the, this, I'm wondering if there was a correlation there or if you, if that. I absolutely think there's a correlation there. You know, Stacy, um, I'm not familiar with the Schumann um, concept or that energy. I'm not familiar with that. I'd love to learn about it. Um, but I agree. I think absolutely because, you know, what I feel and what William had said too, which I can relate to so much because I also channel. So I, I understand that process that he went through. And um, I believe that like as a collective consciousness, human beings and, and just spiritual beings on the planet are asking, we're all asking to be upgraded. I think on a really subconscious and maybe conscious level, but a spiritual level is like, we need to be better to each other. <laughs> we need to be kinder. We need to heal ourselves so that we have something to offer one another. And I think the collective and then the spiritual energy, like Reiki was holy fire, right? But the Schumann, you know, I believe then they have their type of upgrade because it's all, you know, whatever people are called to, but it's all a way of upgrading us each to live at a higher level and be more of love and kindness to each other and to animals and to the planet and just... Yeah, it's, it sounds like coming into that authentic self. That's what I think a lot of people are really recognizing that their true authenticity is a beautiful thing. And when we can be authentic, we can be in our, our truth and our in alignment with our, our soul. Exactly. And oh, do absolutely do what we came here to do. So tell us a little bit about the work you do with clients and what that looks like. Yeah. So what I have titled myself, I guess, <laughs> um, is intuitive life coach and Reiki teacher and practitioner. Um, those are the three main things that I, you know, do in my work. The intuitive life coach is, you know, basically what, a, what is, and I also give intuition um, classes and courses. Um, I have a level one and level two because I want to empower people that everybody has it. And every, we're born with it, you know, it's a matter if we strengthen it or not and how to teach people how to do that. Um, so I do that as well. But the intuitive life coaching, like what a session would look like, I guess, would be a client, you know, right now I'm doing everything on Zoom and on the phone, of course. Um, but what a session would look like would be, you know, a client will just schedule online and they they let me know what they want to work on, like what's happening for them and what's up for them. It can be anything. Everything's welcome because everything 
to me is spiritual and it's an important part of their growth, you know, and our growth. So they would write in with what they're dealing with and what they would like more insight and clarity on. That's what I try to provide most through, through spirit and through my intuition um, skills. I'm mostly clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient or empathic. Those are the three I work with the most. And I just try to really help them go past the conceptual mind and the mind of analyzing, but into that more subtle energy and the origin of what, what's bringing this suffering on or this resistance or this fear or this physical illness even. It's, it's all over whatever people are working with. And then we, you know, I try to find that insight or spirit coming through me uh, and give them some insight and clarity that hopefully they, I guess, weren't aware of that can help liberate them and then give them some steps forward because it can't just be the insight, which is great. And it's a start awareness, but then, you know, to change habits and to change our life's experience, we have to change our actions. So I always give them action steps to move forward. And I also send Reiki at the beginning of the session, if the person's open to that. Um, and I've also been taking this class now with uh, Cindy Dale from the Shift Network. It's called Radical Energy Medicine. So I've been using um, absolute scalar waves in conjunction with the Holy Fire Reiki now. And I have found it to be really profoundly helpful. So, and I find that they work so well together. So it's kind of what I've been doing. Yeah. Sounds like, I mean, you've been really working on your intuitive building skills or just it sounds like it's been a natural thing that has come to you for, for many, many years um, mm -hmm. since you were little. And so how has that work? How have you been able to use that with clients and the people that you're working with? Yeah. So, well, let's just say that um, like if I go into what a session might look like, so like a session yesterday, I have a, like a package, it's called a new you. It's not really that people are the new, they're new them. It's just that they're finding who they are. Right. But it's an, it's a really good title because it feels like you're a new person. And so I have a client right now doing that. And last night I worked with her and we're working with, um, you know, wanting to be free of fear. She has, she's working with that and also fear of being alone and what that means for her. And also what was really interesting yesterday with her is, you know, I tune in um, with vision, with Claire audience, Claire sentient. I just open myself up, all my chakras up to receive spiritual information and also information from their mind, body, spirit. So I really, honestly, I can, you know, tune into their thoughts, their thought process. I tune into their feelings. I also tune into their physical body through a process I call body mapping. Mm -hmm. And I just tune into everything to see what could be happening. And the thing I teach in um, the intuition classes is dismiss nothing and assume nothing. Because once we get out of our head and we're in our heart and we just open, it's amazing the information that I would have never guessed was happening for them. But if I'm in my head and I think I know as Monica, you know, personality wise, 
I, you can't do it from that place, right? So I'm definitely tapping into a higher self part of me and that higher self spiritual part that's tapped into the spiritual realm, divine intelligence that's beyond my own knowing. But yeah, I tune into them what they're thinking, feeling, experiencing. And then yesterday it was really interesting with this lovely client was this like beam of light came through and it talked to me telepathically and said, I was like, oh, what, what are you? And it was like, I'm here for this client. She's been praying and, and um, asking for this help and it needs to come through her crown and be placed. And it was just like, we need you to help. Just not that they need help from me, but just guidance for her. So it was really interesting. It was just really profound to mm. see that happen. Oh, yeah. So that is, that sounds very powerful. And I just want to say too, um, I've, you know, just for the listeners, um, I've also had about, I think two sessions now with Monica. Um, and so they were just some of the most profound sessions I've had where I felt, you know, just the, your intuition was spot on going into areas that I was like, I thought I've already cleared some of this and, but it, there was still some clearing to do even on the very subtle energetic level that wasn't very aware on my consciousness. But once we went in and cleared that things started to shift afterward. And so it was just such a powerful and profound experience. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad to hear that. I'm so glad it was helpful, Stacy. And, and, you know, for, for anybody listening, I just want to say that, you know, earlier on in the process, I guess it's been six years now that I've been doing this work as a, as my work, um, you know, it does take time to trust yourself. And for anybody starting out, it takes time to trust yourself. It definitely took me time to do that. Trust myself and also trust spirit that it's going to lead us to where what's in the highest good of the client. And it, it just, um, but the more you practice, the more it comes through and the bigger your channel gets. And I know that in my heart, it doesn't have to do with me, it, but I know that's how we, we talk, right? We have to say th that's how we communicate. But I know in my heart, it's my job is to get out of the way. Mm. Uh, and sometimes that's hard and scary because you're like, but what if, what if? But you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a surrender and just trust that spirit's going to come through and help that client and just trust it, you know, so that for anybody listening, I just felt inspired to say that. Yes. Thank you. And I think it's very affirming and validating for our listeners too to realize that it does take time and it's a muscle we have to build to learn to trust ourselves and our own innate wisdom. And the answers are always within we can have a mirror, you know, another person who might mirror back to us what we need to look at, but it's, but the answers are always there. We have to learn to trust that and trust ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. And um, yeah, one thing I kind of uh, wanted to touch on too is, you know, you were talking about a lot of, um, you know, we have been talking about a lot of work due to, to traumas. You know, a lot of, uh, you know, we need to open up, we need to uh, release those uh, energetic blockages from traumas, typically when we were a child, you know, and um, in regards to that, and the, 
I know that you wrote an amazing article, got it published in Reiki News Magazine about mm -hmm. Reiki healing for the inner child. Mm -hmm. You know, so I was just wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about, you know, what it actually means to work with the inner child and how that does relate to, to shadow work, you know, to ascending from the shadows. Oh, yeah, that's such a great question. Um, such a beautiful question. Um, so with the, uh, with the inner child, I've, it's interesting because, you know, through my own work with therapy on myself and through the years working with therapists or hypnosis or all of it, I've done it all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably not all of it, but quite a bit. And, um, and I definitely have heard the concept, you know, of inner child, and I always resonated with it. Um, and just recently, like the last maybe year and a half, it seems like it's just really been standing out and clients like they're, they like, I would see in my vision, like this, the person as a grown up, right? It's like their outline as a grown up, but then there's this little person hiding in a corner. And I was like, it's, it's been showing up more and more in myself, but also in clients. And I just was like, learned with intuition, I always ask questions, right? Like, who are you? What are you doing there? <laughs> you know, is that an entity or is that like, what is that? Mm -hmm. And it's so often been saying, I'm, I'm the little, I'm the younger self. I'm the inner child of this client. And I'm like, oh my God. And then it, the energy around it, you know, Sam was so, um, it has so much wisdom and intelligence and joy, but the ones that have been a lot of, had a lot of trauma, they hold a lot of, hold a lot of that fear. So like in the article that I wrote, I felt like Reiki said, Monica, I feel like Holy Fire was talking to me. It honestly feels like a companion to me. <laughs> it's like such a loving presence of like God presence. I just feel like it's a, a friend, but it's like, you don't have to just do Reiki on the person, the adult, you, you want to send it directly to the inner child because the inner child from my experience and just what I heard and felt was that's the part of the people, especially through serious trauma that needs the love because the adult is grown up and we're in this present moment, right? Like all of us are here. We know how the world works. We know what's happening, but the inner child is the one that still lives in my experience, in the past. So it's like Holy Fire was saying, send it directly to that child and let that child begin to integrate into the, into the adult. And then after working with um, so many people now on this, it, it might even become like a niche for me now <laughs> because it's so fascinating to me. And I see how profound it helps people mm -hmm. um, just to acknowledge that inner child and be like, hey, I see you, I love you, and I'm so sorry that happened. Mm -hmm. Like just for that, like our adult selves to say that, like Reiki was guiding me how to help the inner child. And it was profound, just that acknowledgement of, I'm really sorry that happened. It's not okay that that happened. That's not okay to for anyone to do to, to a child or anybody for that matter. Um, but for now, I promise I've got your back and I'm not going to abandon you anymore. I'm going to stand up for you. Then that child's like, oh my God, I have an ally in this life. 
things start to really shift. But like when we're traumatized for a long time and abused, we don't have any allies. We just hide. We're afraid to share it. We're embarrassed, especially if it's sexual abuse. That's That can be really shame filled, filled with shame because we think somehow it was our fault and it wasn't, of course, but um, but that's one way I've been working, Sam, with the holy fires, just go right to the inner child. And then the adults, the clients are like, well, Monica, how do I do this? And I say, this is what I do. And this is what I found is working. And I also just want to shout out for my, my therapist that have helped me too, because mm-hmm. I definitely, uh, Leslie Potter helped me a lot with this. Um, and um, is, is just like every morning, acknowledge your inner child, just say hello hi, I'm, I'm with you. I've got you. How are you today? And what's like one thing you want to do today? Mm. And then you get to learn about your inner child and you start remembering like, my God, I forgot I loved painting <laughs> or I forgot. And just that acknowledgement I'm finding people are coming to life and they're finding that they live in less fear because they realize or at least I'm realizing too, that it might not be them. It's their inner child kind of running the show. Mm. I'm terrified this this place, this world, it's freaking scary. And then, you know, the adult, like, like, like for your inner child, you know, Sam, you'd have to kind of like, if you needed to do anything like that kind of work, you'd need to father that child, like be that father that, or that mentor you wished you had, or like, I'm just making that up right now. But, and like, like I have to mentor mine and say, Hey, I've got you. I'm not going to tell you to be quiet or don't talk about that. Or that's embarrassing. I've got you. I want to hear what you have to say. So that's how I've been working with it with people. That's so beautiful. beautiful. So beautiful. Sounds like just giving that, that inner child what they did not get when they were growing up. Totally. And, and then I've realized like, as they learn to trust us, like, all right, you know, they kind of, I noticed they kind of dip their toe in the water. Like I'll give you a shot, (laughs) but you know, I need to know I can trust you. And once they realize, you know, we're not going to be apologizing all the time for stuff we didn't even do, or then they're like, Oh my God, she's really keeping her word. Like she's not making us out to be some unworthy being building that trust, that right. trust muscle for yourself. And then I think that answers the, your question, I hope, Sam, about the shadow self. I think as we acknowledge, um, like when I acknowledge things, like say I might hide even little things, like say I'm embarrassed I'm eating like this big piece of cake. Okay, seriously, this happens. Okay. <laughs> so like, it's like, why am I hiding this? Why do I have to hide this? If, if someone doesn't want to eat it they don't have to but I want to enjoy myself right now so I'm going to go for it (laughs) you know like little things like as we start not to hide even if it's just like I give my inner child permission that it's just between me and her if it's like or my clients like let's let it just be between you and her or you and him and then as you start to be like hey man I love you regardless I don't I don't care what other people are going to say. And typically, honestly, people are good, but we have been traumatized. So we think they're going to come against us, but just saying between you and me, I accept this. 
And then, then as we feel more safe, we can just slowly do it out in the world without apologizing for it. To recognize that we have that ability within, we, we can reparent ourselves, so to speak, and honor ourselves in what we want rather than fear of judgment from, from the, the world outside. So true. And it's, it's so powerful. Like the more I learn, of course, the less I feel like I know, but the more I learn about this healing process where time really becomes such a gift, right? Is um, the more we realize that the more we love ourselves really in action, not just this conceptual idea, but in action and, and take those actions in that moment of choice where we can choose not to say, I'm sorry, unless we did something, of course, we need to align, but not just for feeling unworthy, you know, or that's like kind of a deposit into that self-worth bank, right? Mm -hmm. And the shadows start to fall away and we realize, you know, maybe that's nothing to be embarrassed about. Maybe, maybe I, I'm, maybe I, I'm okay. Maybe everything's fine. And, and maybe if there's habits we've grown up with, because they were kind of our uh, survival tactics from healing or trauma, which I've ha- I had have had plenty. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm like we have to outgrow these, uh, Monica. Um, but I'm like I want to outgrow them. I'm just gonna have to work at them. But I was very embarrassed, you know, about some of my OCD things. Like I had this thing with the mail. It's very strange. But anyway, I've overcome the mail thing. Um, <laughs> just anxiety that it wasn't going to get there. And that it was just like weird, like how that would come out of abuse. But like, I had this really strange thing with the mail. I would just stand there sometimes. I, I think that you guys are only the second people I've ever told this to, but like this was years ago now, but until the mailman mail truck got there and I was like, I just, I'm sorry to bother you, but I just want to make sure you got my letter. And it was like this anxiety. And I, I would talk to myself and I'm like, you know, we can't stand here every time we mail a letter, (laughs) but it got to be, I finally outgrew that, but it's like things like that, that, um, you know, I knew were from the safety kind of thing. Right. And to recognize that you have the, that ability to make those changes and to shift that energy because that, is what it is, right? That energy that is stored from years of trauma or years of, you know, wherever that that um, belief or that association came from, that feeling of needing for that safety. Um, where I also think about the like the root chakra and and the that sense of safety, the belonging, um, and so. I'm wondering if you can share with us a little bit more about the energy centers. I know um, that's something that you've talked about before. So can you tell me, tell us a little bit about those and how can one become aware of those and work with their energy centers? Oh, absolutely. They're so fascinating. Um, So energy centers, I think, you know, they're probably called different names in different cultures. And, but the way that I'm learning about them and growing with them is Um, their chakras, right? So energy centers, the energy wheels. And what I'm learning is the inside of the, the inside of the chakra. And I uh, attribute this honestly to Cindy Dale taught me this part most recently was the insight inside of the chakra 
is more of like the pure love, the pure untouched energy of that person and their field. And more of the outside of the chakra is maybe where it would hold more of the limiting doubt, negative beliefs that have been accumulated over their lifetime or past lifetimes, if you believe in that. Um, but the centers are, so I think there's many chakras, but I work within like seven to 12. And like the root chakra, right, is, is all about kind of like right under your belly button. And it's, it's all about um, safety, like you were talking, Stacey, safety, this physical realm, kind of like groundedness, safety, and like where we live, our work, money, physical things would come into that chakra. Um, the, the second one is um, just above that, like right under your belly button. And it's the second chakra, which holds a lot of creativity, um, like your create, creative energies and expression, when it expressed creatively, also your um, sexuality and your comfortableness with yourself in that way is all there in that area. And then your third chakra is your belly. So your solar plexus, which is all about holding energies of um, like personal willpower and the ability to make things happen and the ability to bring this, what's in the subtle realm in the spiritual realm into this physical realm and how to learn to manifest that. And um, it's a very strong power center. So it's had a lot to do with your confidence in yourself, your ability. I can get that done. I know I can make that happen. Um, and then the fourth is your heart, your heart chakra, just right in the center of your chest. And it relates to your affinity with yourself and your affinity with others. And one thing, I do notice when I'm doing readings on people, like their energy body will just show up in my mind's eye. And it sometimes will actually point to a, an energy center that's blocked. And then I'll, I'll say it is your, does it feel like you're having pains in your chest or, and a lot of times they'll say yes. And spirit has showed me through guidance is the back of the chakras is all about receiving. And the front of the chakras is all about giving. So a lot of times people are very good at the front giving, but they're not so good or skilled at receiving. And that has a lot to do with self-worth, which would be, I would say in chakra two, especially if there's abuse, they're, they're going to be very related on how much they feel they're worthy of receiving. Um, but that's really interesting when I see that. And then the throat chakra is all about expressing, you know, verbally, or through song, you know, I think we all are musicians here in some form or fashion, um, um, but expressing what's true for you. Doesn't mean it actually has to be right or if there is a right or wrong, but it's true for you. Like a truth for you, Stacey, might be different than Sam or me, but it's your truth and it's valid. So like giving yourself that. And then the third eye, is your sixth chakra all about clairvoyance and vision and not just seeing like say future or things like that or into people's subtle energy or past, but also being able to envision for yourself what you want for your life, you know? And then the crown is your connection to divine. And I imagine opening those up, like before a session, I imagine taking my palm and just really intentionally going counterclockwise in all those centers 
and just kind of spinning them and opening them and just intending, I open up my energy centers to receive divine, divine guidance to serve this person today. Or if I need help to serve me and to help me know what to do. Um, but that's one way people can just even breathing into each of those centers. Even if you're new at it, just sit, take, takes even three minutes. Because sometimes I know when you start a new habit, it feels like, oh, I need to do it for an hour. And really baby steps is the way to go because any improvement's improvement and it builds a new habit, which creates new experience in your life. So people could just sit and even put their palm and breathe into each center. And that starts to make, wake them up or more so wake yourself up to them because they're already awake. So just waking yourself up to um, what each of them feels like, because they really feel very different. Yeah. So can you kind of walk us through how can someone become aware of them and orientate themselves yeah. through, through the day? And, and yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. If everybody, um, can we go ahead, Stacy and Sam, and do like a little exercise? Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, so if everybody could just go ahead and soften your body and just soften all your muscles, just let your muscles relax. That in itself is an, an action of trust and surrender. So pat yourself on the back. Really, it means you're letting go. And if everybody can just take a nice deep breath in and exhale through the mouth. Okay. Now, if everybody could just go ahead and take your hands and just place them on your heart. And I want you to take any thoughts that you have and just be aware of them. Try to not um, ever judge your thoughts. Just make that a practice of being a curious observer, a non-judgmental curious observer of your thoughts. And just watch them, just like the clouds passing through the sky. Okay. Now, if you take your thoughts and you bring them into your heart, just give yourself permission to not analyze or conceptualize anything for the next like just minute or so okay immediately when you take thoughts to your heart there's there's a transformation of love there's no more comparing or or um comparing or competing or justifying or analyzing or leveling up all of that goes away when you drop to your heart. So just notice that energy of the heart, how it feels so different. And now we're gonna just breathe into our heart like you're breathing in to fill up your heart and your hands and just keep your energy here. And exhale. And let your, the back of your heart be open too. Just with the intention to say, I accept good things. I accept love and support in all the ways that I need it. And inhale again. 
exhale. And if your mind travels, if your thoughts, I'm sorry, travel up to your mind or your head, it's okay. Just gently and compassionately just bring them back down. Just breathe them back down into the heart. And always be gentle with yourself. That's the quickest road to growth. Okay, so deep breath in again. All into the heart chakra. And if you can just keep breathing, just slowly or organically let your breath guide you. As you notice in this space, it's so peaceful here. It's always in the present. It's not in the future or the past. And believe it or not, you really can live your life oriented from this space. I know that we are guided a lot, all of us, to live in our heads. And that I do that too sometimes. But I'm learning how to live more oriented and seated in my heart. And my eyes see what my heart sees instead of what the past or anxiety of the future see when I'm in my heart. So let's breathe, keep breathing. Again, deep breath in. And exhale. Yeah, and just get familiar what this heart chakra feels like. And while you're in this space, I want you just to say, if this is comfortable for you, is just thank you for this moment. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this life, this gift of life. Even if it has its challenges right now for you, whoever's listening, try your best to notice those challenges as an opportunity to go deeper into trusting life and knowing you're loved, challenges always offer us that opportunity, even though sometimes I get mad at them too. Okay, just one more deep breath into the heart chakra. Yes, this is how you can get to know all of your chakras, you just, Spend time breathing into them. They have their own unique frequency, energy, and information, just like people do. We all have unique energies and expression and gifts and talents, talents. And that's the same thing for chakras. So you have to spend a little time with them to get to know them. And just remember, it can be just like a, one to three minutes a day. And remember, if your mind travels off to your to-do list, it's okay. Just come back to your practice. Stay in your heart just for one more minute and let's breathe into it. And you'll notice this beautiful energy of starting to arise inside yourself of just love for yourself, just the way you are starts to just arise and just know that that's okay to, to be there. And it's a gift and let that be a part of how you function.
Okay, just one more deep breath in, breathing into that heart, in the front and back of the heart. And exhale. Yay. So that's, that's one way that I, Stacey, a great practice to get to know those energy centers. Absolutely. And that was just beautiful. Just taking that time to just mm-hmm. set in to the heart space and, and just listen to what messages it has and just the energy and, you know, we're recognizing even, yeah, just maybe something subtle that you might need. Like in that moment, I just re- realized I'm like, I'm a little tired today. (laughs) And so, but recognizing that maybe, you know, I just need to rest a little bit. Um, And that's, you know, that's sometimes we tend to go, go, go in our culture and our society that, you know, sometimes just getting quiet in that moment um, can really let us tune into what our bodies are really needing. And sometimes it's just that self-love of, yeah, just, you know, maybe a little rest or maybe just giving ourselves a pat on the back or being able to drop in or just redirecting our thoughts to where they, you know, just to be in the present, such a powerful practice. So true. It's amazing. It's, it's simple, but it can, you know, be challenging if we're afraid of, you know, one, one thing that came up as Stacy, as you said, that was for anybody listening, um, and I, I have to remind myself too, if uncomfortable feelings come up while you're in your heart, it's okay. They're just feelings and just let them pass. Um, because I, I know there was a time in my life where I was very afraid of my feelings mm-hmm. and I would just try to distract myself from them. Mm-hmm. But just as people are in that heart, because that's probably where they're going to come up the most is in the heart chakra. Mm-hmm. Just acknowledge them and let them move on through and Try to stay with your breath. Yeah. And yeah, I think that you make a really good point is, yeah, I mean, our feelings are there. We, you know, and it's important to learn to develop a relationship with them because that's one thing that, that, that doesn't go away. We have our feelings, we have our emotions and we, you know, to get comfortable with them helps us to transcend through them and to move through that, those shadow selves and, and then our, our little child, our children finally get to be heard. Exactly. That's so true. Well, thank you so much. And so tell us a little bit, um, just as we're wrapping up here, tell us a little bit about how people can find you and what you're currently working on. Sure. Um, so people can find me at Energia healing arts at gmail.com energia e-n-e-r-g-i-a healing arts and that's my my email address and they can also go to um energia hyphen transformyourlife.com that's my website and all my information's there any classes i'm holding or how to book an appointment i have an online schedule they can schedule through there um right now i am I'm teaching Reiki classes consistently. I like to do private or semi-private because I feel that um, we get a deeper experience and it's just, I use a lot of my intuition work too in the Reiki classes. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are just, you know, schedule as a time that works for people. Um, And I'm also starting a new intuition class that level one is January 7th. 
It's every other Thursday evening for an hour and a half. And it's strengthening your intuition level one. And it teaches people how to understand their strongest clairs, like clairvoyance, clairaudience. It teaches people how to tune into the subtle energy in their body and how to take cues from the universe. Also like physical signs, how the universe works and to dismiss nothing. So it really helps people get established in their intuitive abilities. Um, so I'm doing that, consistently doing sessions. Um, and um, let's see if there's anything else I'm doing. Uh, hmm. I think, I, I think that's what I'm doing right now. Wonderful. And, um, can people uh, sign up for, you know, Reiki sessions or that intuitive course? Are they able to do that through your website or do they need to email you for that stuff? Oh, they can do it through the website. Yeah, there's a, okay. there's a button on there and um, they can just sign right up and email me if they have questions about it. Um, and, you know, one thing I would like to share um, is I have um, several albums on iTunes. If anyone's interested, it's called Monica, Monica Augustine. And my latest EP was called Captivated. And I put that out in um, October and they're, it's all original music. And it's, it's along the lines of the healing art. It's very more um, about growth. You know, I call it personal growth music or positive music. Mm. So if anyone's interested in that as well. Very and cool. I just want to say that your voice is absolutely beautiful. I had a chance to listen to a little bit of it. Oh, thanks, so, Yeah. Thank Thank you so much for being with us today, Monica, and sharing your knowledge and your wisdom with us. And thank you for listening to our show. Stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays at 5.55 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And until next time, love yourself, love each other, and love the world. And if you like the show, share the love by sharing it with your friends. Love you guys. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Take care. Bye. Thank you, Heather Lynn, for providing us with your beautiful song to accompany our show, Be the Love. If you would like to learn more about Heather Lynn and her music, please visit her website at heatherlynnmusic.com. And thank you, Chrissy Grace at Leading Edge Productions for the beautiful design and graphics. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are souls on the journey. And thank you for hopping on the Ascension bus with us. And remember, there is always a seat for you.